You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Who's familiar with deliverance? Okay, fair amount of you have heard of it. How many of you have experienced it? Good, good. Okay, so I'm going to be doing some teaching and, and around deliverance because who knows that freedom is God's plan for all of us. We are not meant to live with oppression from demonic spirits in our lives. And that is not his will. That is not his plan. But because we live in a fallen world and, and the enemy, or the devil, has decided he's just going to run wild with it, he, we fall short and we sin. And we, there's certain things that can access us when that happens. Things that are creepy and horrible and weird, like demonic spirits. No one wants those. But you know what? We all have had moments where we fall short of the glory of God and make choices that God didn't want us to make. But he is good and he wants goodness and freedom for you. That's why he sent his son, Jesus, so we can be free. So, I mean, I didn't really know anything about deliverance when I first came to this church. I hadn't, I hadn't heard of it. I mean, I grew up kind of in church. I started going when I was like nine or 10 or something around that time. And then, you know, when I was in high school, my parents got a divorce and I decided, well, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to do my own thing. This isn't really what, I mean, my parents can't even figure it out. (laughs) They love Jesus, but that ain't working for them. So I'm just going to go do my own thing. And I made a plethora of really bad choices after that. (laughs) Don't, don't deny God. I literally told God, I don't want you in my life anymore. Don't do that. That's a bad choice. (laughs) (laughs) did not work out well because in 2008, so fly back 2008, yes, my, we've been in the church for a very long time. Um, and at this point I'm working for the church at this point and it's a freedom conference weekend with pastor Mike Connell. Who's heard of pastor Mike Connell? Okay. Absolutely. The father of deliverance. He is amazing. He, he, he literally has paved the way for all of us to simply receive and understand freedom. And he is so in tune with the Holy Spirit and what God says in his word. Like he can unpack it so beautifully. And he's like the grandpa everybody wants. Like you just want to hug him. He's so kind and sweet. Anyways, so this kind, sweet, huggable Pastor Mike Connell is up on the stage, but don't let him fool you. He will kick that demon far out of your booty. Okay. Do not let him fool you. Yeah, so he's preaching, he's teaching. This is a conference, you guys. So it's like two days of full-on mind-blowing. I'm giving you 30 minutes, and of that, like it's really 15 minutes of actual education. <laughs> um, and two days, so I'm sitting there, I'm going, oh, that's wrong with me. Oh gosh, oh God, oh Lord, help me. Am I even saved? Can I even be working for this church that's amazing? <laughs> I am not qualified I have all of this defilement, all of this filth, all of this brokenness on the inside of me. And I can feel the spirits getting angrier and angrier and angrier as Pastor Mike Connell's preaching. And I'm like, I'm sweating. I'm kind of shaking a little. (laughs) And then he makes the altar call. And he's doing like big altar calls one by one, like kind of calling out things. Like if you had abortions, like come forward. I'm like, okay. 
<laughs> That's not awkward or anything in front of all of your team and staff. But hey, you know what you got to deal with? You got to deal with it. So he does this big altar call and we go forward. My husband and I go forward. He doesn't even like pray over me. He literally walks past me and does this. And I hit the deck. I'm out. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I'm literally like sitting there on the floor and I can feel things leaving my body. Like I can feel this amazing experience where it's like an out-of-body experience. I can't really explain it because you just know that something radical on the inside of you is, about, is happening. So I kind of come out of it and I'm like, okay, give me some tissues because I think I have snot in my hair. Um, and yeah, literally, like I, I was, you know, never mind, not going to go there. Some, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, okay. Anyway, um, I was looking over my husband and he's not fine. He's turning blue. I'm like, oh my goodness. And his, his testimony is crazy because he had a lot of demonic oppression in his life. He struggled severely with anxiety, depression, extreme anger. And if you guys know him, like he's the nicest guy. You guys would never know that now. But this is before we were who we are today. This is Jesus doing his thing and cleaning us all up. And he's turning blue. And I look at Pastor Mike Connell, because there's really only like 50 of us at this conference, you guys. It was small. Our church was pretty small then. <laughs> and I look at him I'm like, is he going to be okay? He's like, oh, yeah, he's going to be fine, hun. We just got to get those demons out of him. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> That's great. Can you do it? Because I, like, want to keep him, you know. And, um, yeah, so... <laughs> Finally, Lance gets set free. He's, he does breathe again. Um, but he was free. That spirit of anger did not want to let him go. It was literally talking back to him in that moment. And this is his story. But I was witnessing it, and it was very weird. you know. And I just remember going, driving home that, from that conference, from that experience. And our lives are radically changed. My body physically healed. Because you would have heard me just say earlier, I did have an abortion when I was younger. And that and opened up a doorway of, into my womb where I could not have children. I had had a couple of miscarriages to this point. Okay? So the demonic tries to oppress you in any way it can. And so it needed a, a, a spiritual healing, but then I needed a physical healing. And he physically healed my womb in that very moment as well. It was amazing. Yes, God's so wonderful. So wonderful. So after that story, some of you are going, oh, dear Lord, what is deliverance? What is she talking about? People are blue on the floor. What's happening? She had snot in her hair. Okay, so point number one. What is deliverance? Let me tell you. Deliverance is the act of setting someone free from bondage of demonic spirits that can oppress and possess someone. This is done by using the authority of Christ. He gave us binding and loosing spirits in someone's life. So the dictionary definition is the action of being recused or set free. Hmm. Amazing. Because in Ephesians 6.12, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, and rulers 
of the darkness of this age and spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Those spiritual hosts of wickedness occupying your body is supposed to be a heavenly place. This is God's temple. It's not meant to be here. It's not meant to occupy you. It's not God's will for that spirit to oppress you. So he wants to set you free. You gotta take a drink. Freedom is expensive in voice land. <laughs> All right, just kidding. All right. Demonic spirits are unseen spirits. You can't see them. I mean, people have had experiences where the spiritual realms peeled back and you can see between the, you know, the supernatural and the natural and the spiritual realm happening. That absolutely does happen. But on the day-to-day, -day, you don't look at someone and be like, hmm, you know what, Jason? I see a spirit of fear hanging on your shoulder. No, we don't, we don't see that, okay? But they afflict our minds, <laughs> our emotions, our bodies, like I talked about earlier, I couldn't have kids. Our relationships and our finances, they rob everything that God meant for joy. They try to steal, kill, and destroy it. That's their purpose. They're united in a common purpose to destroy. They have zero desire to make your life better. None. And some people think, oh, I, I kind of like, you know, partying on the weekends and What's wrong with marijuana? It's legal. Well, it opens up your mind to spirits that aren't meant for you to experience. Okay? They work together. So one will influence you to, to do something, and then the other one will influence you. To, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm over here in this boat. How did I end up over here? You know? And they deploy strategies to keep you in bondage. They do not want your freedom. So they will do everything, including taking out the voice of the person speaking, okay, to try and keep you in your bondage. They'll manipulate areas of your life that are not submitted to the Holy Spirit. Really important point right there because you might be clean in one area of your life, but then there's another area that you haven't fully sub submitted and surrendered to God and the Holy Spirit. And today is your day. You can do that today. He wants you to surrender everything. Okay, a lot of times we're all unaware. We just think, oh, that's the way I am. My parents, you know, my parents had drinking problems. That's the way I am. So I have a drinking problem too. Well, first of all, don't claim it. That's word cursing yourself. You're coming into an agreement. You want to make sure that you are coming before God and, and repenting with any, for anything that you come into agreement with that's not truth that's spoken over you. That is a big one that we all struggle with. Word curses. It's, it's so simple. It could have been a kid on a playground. Oh, you're a loser. Oh, you're not worth anything. Your parents don't really love you. And then all of a sudden, you're in agreement with it as a child. And then it dictates how you're feeling as an adult. You feel like you can't achieve anything. You're not worthy. It's crazy how these things happen. These spirits... You know what they do? When you come into agreement with them, when you allow them, when you take actions in your life that permit them, you know what they do? They walk through the door with attitude. I am here and I rule. That's what they're doing. 
That's what they're doing. They walk through the doors with attitude. That's the title of my message, Doors with Attitude. But you know who has a bigger attitude? Jesus and the Holy Spirit. All right? We got it. You know why? We are in America, the land of the free and the home of the brave. We have freedom written into our constitution. It is our portion. We deserve it. You know, when you feel these things kind of like pressing on you, sometimes you can feel helpless. And you're like, oh, why? I don't deserve God's goodness. I don't deserve God's grace. That does happen. That's a lie. That's a lie straight from the enemy. You do deserve it. Because, but God, who loves God's butt? I love God's butt because but God, if there's a but in it, it means God's about to do something big. He gave us authority in Christ Jesus. He gave us authority to kick them to the curb. Goodbye. So how did he do that? Well, he taught his disciples first. Mark 6, 7. And he called the 12 to himself. And he began to send them out two by two. And he gave them power over the unclean spirits. Amen. Mark 6, 13. And they cast out, cast out demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and healed them. So after Jesus departed and went to heaven, pretty sure he sent us someone. Hmm, who did he send us? Yes, he sent us the Holy Spirit. John 16, 7, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is in your advantage that I go away. Now, I don't know about you, but if that was me, I'd be like, Jesus, don't leave. Like, please, I don't think I can raise people from the dead quite like you. <laughs> um, I really want to watch you do it some more. I need some more lessons. <laughs> you know, I don't know how to tie my shoes yet. It's kind of, I need some help with those sandals, you know, because they had a lot of straps on their sandals back in the day. I, I don't know. Um, so many straps. I just couldn't even handle it. But he said, for if I do not, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. He sent us the Holy Spirit, his helper. How did Samuel and I get a word for this lovely couple over here? Holy Spirit? Or, I don't know, friends? Sorry, I don't know. Prophesying? I don't know, whatever. Um, <laughs> you know, um, it's the Holy Spirit. He helps us. He guides us. I couldn't write this message without the Holy Spirit. I couldn't stand up here without the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ's authority. There's no, that doesn't exist. So point number two, doors with attitude. How do those demonic spirits gain access to our lives? How? How do they? Well, let me tell you. It's a lot easier than it sounds. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you a story. 
back in 2005, it was before I was attending Awaken, C3 at the time, I was in a yoga class. Mm, I'm gonna stop there for a second. Let's talk about yoga. It's a little bit of a sacred cow, so I'm gonna talk about it. Here's the thing with yoga. It, it's fine, stretching is great, I love stretching. But yoga in itself is the positions are all about ancestral worship. When you twist yourself into this thing or whatever you're doing, yeah, well, can't really do it in heels and a microphone. That is representation of a spirit of a, of a, of a God, okay? That it's a false idol. You are literally opening yourself up to worship a false idol. Now, I'm telling you, in your yoga class, they're not saying, worship the God of Slytherin or whatever that God is, okay? I don't know. I don't know. I'm making it up because I don't really know Eastern gods. I try not to study them because it's not in my wheelhouse, you know, I don't know. Um, but they're not telling you to do that. But what you are doing is actually allowing yourself to become open, because you're in a, in a class where you're in a meditation state. Now, I'm all for stretching and doing all that stuff and taking some deep breaths. Okay, whatever, that's fine. Meditation is great. Just don't combine it with twisting into a snake spirit, okay? Because that opens your body up to demonic oppression. Because I'm going to tell you, I was in that yoga class. So back to my story. Back to my story. I'll get off my little soapbox about yoga. You can research it if you want. <clears throat> I made the, one of the worst decisions in my life, taking that yoga class. I decided in that moment, I was very hurt. I was very broken. My soul was tired. I had been fighting for my marriage that was not awesome. Lance and I were not doing good. We were very broken, and we hadn't found Awaken yet. And in that moment, I decided... I entered into a, an agreement with a thought that had been planted in my brain. These seeds that the enemy had been throwing at me over and over and over again. You're worth more. He doesn't treat you good. He's, he's lazy. He doesn't work hard enough. You're the breadwinner. You deserve better. Blah, 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 blah. All these thoughts, right? Coming at me all the time. I decided I wanted a divorce. I was done. I was getting ready to leave my husband and follow suit in what my parents had done. Generational, it's a generational curse. I didn't know it at the time, but it was a really easy decision, especially because I was very open spiritually in that you know, position. Proverbs 23, seven, as he thinks in his heart, so is he. So the enemy wants to take the little seeds that he plants in your head and bring it down to here so that you have agreement with it. Some of you are sitting here going, wait a minute, this lady's crazy. What is she talking about? Christians can't be possessed. You're right. Christians cannot be possessed because you have Jesus on the inside. If you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you cannot be possessed. However, you can be oppressed. So let me explain the difference. Oppression is they get legal grounds, they walk through their little doorways with their attitudes to influence you. Because of sin, they've gained access to your life. Okay? 
So it's not, it, it's not that they're sitting here making you go, I'm going to go into that store and, and rob it. No, they ha- don't have control over you, but they do influence your thoughts. They influence your decisions. They influence how you feel. They influence your health. There's a lot of things they can influence. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to scripture that. Romans. Ah, how my mind. Ah, Romans 1, 24. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were they thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image like a corruptible man. Therefore, God gave them up to uncleanliness in the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies amongst themselves. God gave them to their uncleanliness because of the decisions that they were making in their heart. So the definition of oppression is the malicious or unjust treatment or exercise of power, often under the guise of a government. So the demonic, as I mentioned, they follow rules and principles. They operate just like a government because who knows the kingdom of the Lord is like a government. It has rule, it has order, it has laws. So of course, The devil has to follow suit because he's not creative in his own way. He wants to just duplicate whatever the the, um, God's created because, well, he wants to make it worse. So in John 10.10, the thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they have life more abundantly. He wants you to have life more abundantly. He will try everything to keep you down. But you know what? He ain't going to do it. Because you're here. You're in this house. And you're going to learn about freedom. And you're going to experience freedom if you want it. Because he came. He came. He came. He came here for you. For all of you. So how do the demonic get access to us? Well... Life choices. So I'm going to go through a few of them. Active participation in sin. So drugs. Uh, Yeah, that even includes if it's legal. Drugs are altering your state of mind. So I know that there are drugs out there that are legal, but they are still not what God's intended for you. Sexual immorality. Occult. Abuse of alcohol. Also legal. But if you abuse it, it's not going to suit your soul well. Seance, Ouija boards, witchcraft, sorcery, worship of false idols, <clears throat> yoga. <clears throat> what? What? Oh, I, didn't, I didn't say that. Sorry, sorry. Um, I'm just saying that so many of us don't even know that we've experienced these things. Like when I was a little kid, my neighbor had a Ouija board. I didn't know that that was bad. I thought it was a game. I thought it was fun. So I opened myself up to the spirits. Same thing with like, you know, Bloody Mary on the, in the mirror. That creeped me out. It really did happen, people. And I had to, when I was on the altar, I had to repent and ask God to, to, to restore that memory and bring healing 
and break that curse off of my life that I had allowed in. Because mirrors scared the bejeepers out of me. <laughs> Active participation in liberal arts with regards to a cult. Okay, liberal arts, I know sounds kind of fancy, but like we're talking about not good for you, liberal arts. <laughs> Occultic readings, materials, pornography, pornographic movies, and literature. Active participation in hypnosis. I know a lot of people think, oh, I'm just going to go to my therapist and get hypnotized and have them like kind of, you know, nope, mm -mm. not good for you. It's not your state of mind. They're changing it. The only one that should be cleaning your mind is Jesus. It's Jesus. He doesn't want someone else's fingers in there because who, got, who knows where those fingers have been? Ew. Yuck. <laughs> so opening yourself up to anything that encourages a blank state of mind, okay? Inner vows, saying, I'll never have this. I'll never get married. I'll never have children. Because of disappointment, you, you say those things? Or because you were hurt by someone, you said, I don't, I don't want to get married. And then all of a sudden, you're in your 30s. And you're like, I don't understand why I can't, I can't get a relationship. Well, you got to break that inner vow. So some of these life choices were made before you guys were Christians. That, that fixes it, right? Oh, you were forgiven of your sins. Absolutely. The moment you accepted Jesus and said, I repent for my sins, your slate was washed clean. However, the demons, they still have access. They have to be cast out. They have to be sent out and commanded in the name of Jesus to leave your life. So just because you accepted Jesus into your life doesn't mean you aren't still oppressed. Sadly, very sadly, the demonic can also enter someone by unchosen circumstances. And these ones crush my heart. Child abuse, verbal, sexual, physical, molestation, incest. These are children who have been sinned against. And because they were defiled, they experienced demonic spirits. It's so horrible. And then these spirits, as they grow, gain greater authority in their life because they were influenced by them at such a young age, they don't know any different. Curses that have been sent to you or your family. Curses are a real thing, people. Family lineage that involves occult, Freemasonry, or witchcraft. And you may not know these things, but ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you areas of your life that come through the family line. And ask Him to show you so you can break so that you can be the curse breaker, so that you can change, you can draw the line in the sand. I am not passing this on to another generation, okay? Trauma, tragedies, accidents, long-term illnesses, life experiences that cause abnormal grief and cause extreme fear or depression. Ungodly soul ties, that can be with a false prophet, adulterers, sexual partners, and advisors. I know some of this is really heavy, but you guys know what? The good news, freedom. 
There is freedom. He came to give you freedom and a hope and a future. So point number three, how do we know? You guys are sitting here going, hmm, maybe I have some of that stuff. Maybe it wasn't like every box ticked <laughs> like me. <laughs> every box was ticked in that box as Pastor Mike Connell was, was you know, talking. Maybe some of you are like, oh, well, how do I know? So I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you how it looks. Just kidding. Just kidding. All right. <laughs> the lights are twitching. <laughs> All right. Spirit of fear is a result of emotional, physical, traumatic incidences inherited from family or undealt with grief. So that's like from a trauma or something like that. So, and fear manifests in anxiety, depression, control, phobias, night tears. You guys, I had night tears as a child all the time. I used to have to sing myself to sleep with Good Ship Lollipop. Do you guys remember that song? It's a good ship lollipop. It, yeah, okay, I had to sing myself to sleep with that song. And I couldn't sleep in the dark until I was married. I had a lot of fear. It was generational. And so yeah, they're a real thing. Insecurities, low self-worth, depression, hopelessness. These are all symptoms of a spirit of fear at operating in your life. A spirit of rejection, which is a result of abandonment, divorce. Hi, had that too. Or orphaned. It manifests in jealousy, insecurity, guilt, shame, inner vows that you make, addictions, loneliness, difficulty giving or receiving love, self-loathing. I'm going to pause for a minute because I want you guys to know I'm talking about some really serious stuff. And I want you all to know this is a safe place. This altar right here, which will be open later, and the ministry team can lay hands on you, is a safe place. There's no judgment. And this, there, this is a place where the spirit of love and forgiveness is. There's no fear here. So if you're feeling anxious or you're feeling knots in your stomach or you're feeling like you just actually want to get up and run away and maybe spit at me, that's okay. Stay seated. Don't spit at me, though, because I might have to kung fu you. You saw my fist earlier? Yeah, I still have them. Um, so I just want to encourage you to, to stick through it. I'm going to give you a, a, an opportunity to pray later, okay? So just bear with me. Sexual sin as a result of fornication, homosexuality, pornography, prostitution, molestation, incest, bestiality, fantasy, these things all are real, guys. It manifests in difficulty in keeping real relationships or being stuck in abusive relationships with dysfunctional, unrealistic expectations. These often result in soul ties, which needs to be broken. A spirit of bitterness and unforgiveness will manifest in anger Lance, that was my husband. Temper, rage, consistent blame, critical spirit, stubbornness, victim, and physical ailments, self-loathing. I've seen the power how this can be released in my own life, in my husband's life. It transformed us. Occult spirits. <laughs> These ones are, ugh. I just, ugh. All right. Manifest in 
secrecy, power craving, witchcraft, sorcery, divination, control, Jezebel spirit, dominant, which is dominance and overbearing, divisive, always having to take control of everything, sickness, confusion, and fogginess. You're all staring at me like, this lady is just laying out all this horrible stuff. But there's good news. 2 Corinthians 3.17. Now, the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, you will be set free. Yes. Jesus came. He taught us how to deliver. He sent us a helper. And then he said, now, go be free and dominate this earth. Do not live with this oppression. Do not live with the regrets of your past. Do not let that weight bury you. Do not let shame and guilt lie to you and talk you out of it. So some of you are probably thinking, oh my gosh, like I said earlier, she just listed everything in my life. I need severe help. That's good. You know what? You're ready. All you got to do is repent, renounce, and come into agreement with God's will for your life. And it can be done. Because in 8, John 8, 3, 6, so if the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. You are free indeed. There is nothing that can come against you once you've accepted that freedom. Okay, some of you may need to digest this a little bit. Some of you are going, well, this is a lot to take in. And I told you, I could only really scratch the surface. I, there was zero way I could teach all about deliverance to you in 30 minutes and make it interesting so that you didn't want to, you know, throw paper clips or something at me. And so what, what my husband and I have done, you can text the word homework to 94090 and it will give you a bunch of resources, including Mike Connell videos and sermons that we handpicked out that, that you can research and watch between now and Wednesday, because Wednesday night, everybody say Wednesday night. We're having an encounter night, a freedom encounter where you can come up to the altar and get laid out as much as you want during service. <laughs> and my husband will be preaching Okay, so it's going to be powerful. You can research this a little bit more, go a little bit deeper, and then come hungry and ready. I would also encourage you, if something in your spirit is just like agitated right now and you can't deal with it today, to fast and pray. Prepare your heart, prepare yourself on Wednesday, okay? Now, some of you... This is your first time hearing about this. Maybe even the first time you've heard about Jesus. Maybe you've heard about Jesus, but didn't really want to accept him. So I'm going to give you an opportunity because you know what? Here's the deal. We cannot get set free if we don't accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior first. He has to be the captain at the helm. And then after that, he can booty kick the demons all day long. <laughs> so I'm going to give you an opportunity. 
Maybe you've never accepted Jesus. Maybe you have, and maybe you've fallen away like me. That was me. When I came to this church in 2006, I am so thankful that this church exists because it saved my marriage. I remember the outfit, the dress. I remember everything of that day when I repented and I came back to the altar with my arms open and I received Jesus again. And I repented for everything. And at that moment, he started to do a mighty work in my life. He started to transform my marriage. He started to heal my broken heart and then deal with all my junk. So if that's you today with every eye closed and head bowed, I'm gonna invite you to meet the true King, to meet our Jesus Christ. So if you need to receive Jesus for the first time or receive him again, I would like you to raise your hand, be bold. Raise your hand and let me know. We've got people here that love you. Thank you, thank you. Beautiful, the angels are celebrating right now. Heaven is having a party. I'm having a party on the inside. My voice doesn't sound like it, but I'm partying too. What a beautiful moment. Thank you, Lord. So I'm gonna ask all of you to repeat after me. And if you didn't raise your hand, that's okay. You can still say this prayer. After service, one of my friends with a Bible and a book, following Jesus, pretty much the best book ever written, <clears throat> Samuel, <clears throat> uh, is going to be given to you. They will come find you. They wanna pray with you and encourage you. So repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I come to you today and I repent for any sin or transgression that I did in my past. I receive you. I receive your love. I receive you as the captain in my life. And I give you full authority and declare the finished work of the cross in my life. Amen. Amen. Let's clap. We had three salvations, you guys. That's amazing. Now, all right, who wants to pray for themselves? Shake off some of this ooey gooey stuff that you're feeling, you know, feeling a little like, you know, I don't know if I want to be me right now, but that's okay. You do. You do. You totally do. Because Jesus wants you to be you, the original you, okay? The way he created. So I'm going to have everybody stand. I'm going to ask you to repeat after me. And then I'm going to pray after, after I ask you to, after we do the prayer, I'm going to pray and break some things off. And then we'll close out the service. And at the end of the service, I'll have some ministers down here that can minister and pray for you if you need it. All right, so repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you today and I ask for your forgiveness for my actions. 
I forgive those who have hurt me. I ask, Lord, that you renew and transform my heart and my mind. Create in me a clean heart, oh God, and a right spirit within me. I declare the finished work of the cross and the blood of Jesus over my life. I submit to the power and authority of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, I come against every unclean spirit and I break its hold over my life. Amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenchurch.com.